Welcome to Real Relationships, the podcast where we tell you if a movie couple rides off into the sunset for all eternity, or they fall to the cutting room floor. I'm Vanessa. I'm Courtney. Let's start the show. Well, welcome to Real Relationships. I'm Vanessa, and I have a question for you, Courtney. Have you ever carried a watermelon? Not a long distance. I have a question for you. Oh, what's your question? What are your thoughts on babies being in corners? Ooh, I am very anti-babies being in corners. Good. Well, if you have not guessed already, this week we are discussing the 1987 classic Dirty Dancing. And we're going to be looking at the relationship between Johnny and Baby, also known as Frances, named after the first woman in the cabinet. But Courtney, first thoughts on this movie? Um, I mean, I grew up loving this. This was like a staple at sleepovers. We just would watch it all the time. Yeah. Had the soundtrack on cassette. It was like, this is what you thought like teenage romance would be. Like you go on vacation yes. and meet a hot guy who would yeah. dance with you. Yes. Oh, and I mean, same. This was on my TV pretty much constantly. I remember specifically one time my dad came home from work and my friends and I were watching this in the basement slash his TV room. And it was basically like this again. The scene he always hated, even though he was a Ford guy, was when Johnny um, has to break the window of his car (laughs) to get in. He always hated that. And watching this uh, the other night, I was just like, oh, dad. (laughs) I love that they keep the continuity of that. Like he breaks it and then later on you see the car. It's yes. still broken. That's Yes. Yes. I, I love, I mean that it's, it's details like this. Um, you know, and it's funny because the soundtrack, if it wasn't the music from the sixties, it is a very eighties sounding soundtrack, but it fits. And especially She's like the wind sung by ours truly, R.I.P.D. Patrick. I heard it in the car yesterday but... and I was just like, mm, this is, this is so good. It is. It's so good. Okay. So how, how do these kids meet? We, he, we, we meet Frances. She's on her way to uh, Kellerman's. Mm-hmm. For the summer with her family. Is it so okay, this was this always kind of confused me. Was the intention for them to be there for like the entire summer or were they there for a couple of weeks? It seemed like it was just for a couple of weeks. It seemed like the timing of okay. it like after like later in the movie when her dad realizes that she, you know, used the money for Penny's abortion and he had to come in and save the day. <laughs> um, also RIPD Jerry Orbach. Oh, Jerry. Um, and he said, oh, you know, we're leaving tomorrow. And Emily Gilmore pipes up mm-hmm. with, oh, we're paid up through Sunday. So I think it was just supposed to be a shorter trip there. And okay. they mentioned Labor Day. Yeah. Okay. And uh, when we meet Baby, she is um, on the way to the resort. And we find out later that she is starting Mount Holyoke mm-hmm. in the fall. 
So I I did some math, my dear yeah. friend. Um, so baby is 17 in 1963. So that means she was born in 1946, and that makes her one of our first boomers. Oh, that, that's and I think... And she's going to have, uh, based on her, based on what she wants to do, I think she's going to have um, an interesting life. I have some theories on what life will bring for her. Let's talk about Johnny for a bit. What's, what's his, what's, what's well, his deal? I, I feel like one of the common, I mean, not, not something that people don't like about the movie, but the, like the joke is like, oh my gosh, he looks like he's thirty-five years old. He is thirty-five years old. But Jennifer Grey was 27, so she wasn't too far behind him. She just manages to look like this fresh, pure teenager, which I think is what they were going for. They wanted to be like, she's naive. She does. She thinks she knows what the world's about, but she really doesn't. He's like, romancing the married ladies. Interestingly enough, their real world age difference was eight years on screen, their age difference was eight years. I did some research, and canonically, Johnny Castle is 25 oh, in this yes. movie. That's still pretty inappropriate. As we learn later in the movie, he's used to wealthy, beautiful women coming up to him, stuffing diamonds in his pockets, uh -huh. as it were. And I think he initially sees her as the beginner version of those women yes that she's basically on track to just become one of those women and this is his way i mean i don't want to psychoanalyze johnny castle but i think this is his way of maybe putting those women in their place in a way that he can and i you know when we meet him he he's angry at the world he's you know i at this point i think he knows that Penny's pregnant. That might be why he's, because you don't really see him like drink a lot through the movies. That might be why he's like, he is shit-faced in this scene. And it's probably out of upset. As the movie goes on, we learn that Penny is pregnant. And of course, the initial assumption is that it's Johnny's baby. Yeah. We find out later that it's that scumbag, Robbie, oh. who was also trying to romance uh, the other um, Hausman sister. Lisa. Lisa. She's going to decorate it. She's Baby's going to change the world, and Lisa's going to decorate it. <laughs> I do want to go back just even before they first meet at that party. Uh -huh. She's peering in to like the open staff meeting and then like the entertainment <gasps> people come in and the look of raw sexual attraction in her eyes when yeah. she sees him. It's like either you are the best actress in the world or all the reports of you two hating each other during this movie were not true because my <laughs> Yeah, and I am inclined to believe that they had a hard time getting along during production because they were previously in what Red Dawn yeah, or something and they together, and they did not get along. And it was after um, Swayze's passing a few years ago that uh, you know they had made they had you know 
made peace with everything. They, they had patched things up. The look on baby's face when he comes in and I mean, and he, and he does have that presence throughout the entire movie that when Johnny Castle walks in the room, he, he just takes all of the air out of the room in a really like fantastic way that I think only Patrick Swayze could have done in this role. And I, I, he was like my, not my very first celebrity crush. That would have been Michael J. Fox on family. Oh, oh yes. Seeing, I mean the, the unbuttoned shirts, the just like sleek dancer body. He was a dreamer. The, even the um, black uh, tank top that he was wearing during some of the instruction. Yeah, it's just it's it's all right there for the for the pickings. <laughs> jo- and Johnny has a way in this movie of being a complete ass mm-hmm. and being but being completely sweet about it in a very weird way mm-hmm. when. Penny, or when okay, when it's revealed that Penny is pregnant and and baby's like, well, can someone else do it? No, Miss yeah. Fix It. The, the way he says it, yes, it's very condescending, but it's also very protective in a way. It's like, no, we all know, we all of us know our situation. You don't know our situation, and yeah, you think you're going to come in and you know just fix everything. Who makes the joke? Who makes the initial joke about baby filling in for them? Was it his cousin? It was the cousin. He, she, he says something along the lines of, she can't do it. She can't do yeah. it. And just this look in her eyes. She's like, you are not going no. to tell me what I can and cannot do. And I, I love that that know. Like you, you just said the magic word. Now I am doing this. You're stuck with me now. I am giving up a couple of weeks of my life to save your ass and to save all of your asses. It's just, it's, it's absolutely fantastic. So they begin dancing together. Of course, this is a movie trope, but it's, he brings her out of her shell. She brings him out of his shell in a lot of ways. And I mean, like later in the movie, when this was after he gets fired, you know, yeah. he's saying, I've never met anyone like you. You look at the world and how you're going to make it better. I just, I, there were times watching this movie. Again, I can laugh during this movie. I can cry during this movie. And I, I could sit down tonight and watch it again. I absolutely absolutely, love this movie. I think one of the reasons she becomes such a strong dancer so quickly is because (laughs) just that whole attitude of when he said, like, she can't do it. Mm -hmm. She can't do it. Like, Exactly. Like, not only am I going to do it, I'm going to do it really well. Yeah. And you're going to watch me do this really well. Yeah. Like, you won't be able to critique anything I do. Yeah. And, you know, even like with the relationship with her parents, you don't get necessarily that she's been defiant much in her life. And I think that's because she's never maybe had the opportunity to be defiant, to like make her own way in the world. And, and, and I, and I mean, I think this really is an opportunity for her to find out who she really is. Yeah. The first time I think she really feels that power is when she dumps the pitcher of water on Robbie. I love that. I feel like that's been just bubbling up and she's, yeah. 
in this opportunity where she has a little more independence and she's not daddy's girl the whole time. She's discovering, I mean, this is her, you know, another trope, her summer of exploration, her discovering of herself. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, like when I was a kid, I mean, of course, the abortion subplot kind of, it went over my head uh, the first couple of times I saw it. But that, I mean, it is an interesting peek into, you know, what life was like, what was it, eight years, no, 10 years before Roe. Interestingly enough, $250 in three, guess how much money that is in today's dollars? I'm never good at this, but I always, um, $2,300. And what I always wondered, I mean, okay, so obviously her, her father is a doctor. He does very well for Mm -hmm. himself. Would he have the equivalent of 2000 some dollars in cash on hand on vacation? And why did he bring his medicine bag? I feel like maybe that's that old thing where, you know, they were used to going on house calls and, you know, they didn't always come into their practice. So they had, it was just ingrained to be on the ready in case something happens. And then they didn't really have, you know, there wasn't plastic back then. I mean, Good they may point. have had personal checks, but I mean, you don't know what expenses are going to come up at the very fancy, you know, Kellerman's resort. Fantastic point. And interestingly enough, Kellerman's, that resort was part of, have you heard of the Borscht Belt? No, is that related yes. to the Catskills? Yes, it's that region in the Catskills where a lot of comedians, you know, back in the day got their start. One you're probably familiar with, uh, a man named uh, Jerry Seinfeld. He had a, a little show, got his, yeah. And interestingly enough, a lot of these resorts are no longer standing. And I'm going to... post a link to on the uh, Facebook and Instagram real relationships. But this resort was modeled after Kuchers and so sports figures trained there. Of course there were comedians. This resort was part of um, a broad complex of resorts in the Catskills that were designed for um, predominantly Jewish families to summer. And I'd always heard the term, oh, where do you summer? You know, and of course, I don't I don't come from the kind of family where we summered. We maybe weekended at the lake. Yeah, we're not summering folk, Courtney. But, um, you know, and this has always fascinated me that there was this entire complex of resorts designed to entertain families for weeks on end with shuffleboard and golf and tennis and Scrabble and uh, charades. All these events that Wayne Knight mentions when it's raining, they, you know, if you come to like our community room, like here's all of the yeah, stuff going and, on. Yeah, and you know, I mean, we we kind of have those types of inclusive resorts today, but not not in the same way that they that that no. generation enjoyed. But um, so yeah, it's just it to me that this movie shows that kind of fascinating part of history. 
Oh, part of it was filmed at um, Lake Lure, which is uh, near Asheville, North Carolina. And I have been to that lake. It's like kind of set in the mountains a little bit. It is very, very beautiful. I would love to go someday. (laughs) So is it my understanding that Baby had one week to learn the dance? Okay. Could you... I mean, I guess with a good enough um, instructor, could you learn how to dance in one week? Um, I do have a little bit of, of her, like, you're not going to tell me what to do. So I would do it to, just to spite him. But, oh, I mean, I, I guess know. if you literally don't have anything else to do, if your only That's options true. are trying on wigs and playing charade and um what else do we see her doing oh she was in the magic show (laughs) oh i wrote down a lot that magician says like after he separates her he's like was it good for you like sir this is a child this is not appropriate nobody puts baby in a corner and nobody puts baby in a box (laughs) but we can put neil and robbie in a box and did you know, incidentally, the actor who played Robbie died of a heroin overdose a few years after this movie. Oh, that makes me so sad. It makes me sad, too. I do like the part where, you know, they they escape the dance studio and they go into the woods and they're in the lake and she falls, what, twice? Or, you know, that we yes. see in the scene. Interestingly, okay, so were those the shots that you think were filmed in North Carolina? It looks similar. Those scenes were filmed in October, and it was actually, like, pretty cold. And if you look closely, you can see the the air coming off of them. Yeah. I think what I really like about their relationship is that as he, as Johnny begins falling in love with her, he is very protective of her. Yes. And when he's, again, he's, he's talking to her, you know, you look at the world and you see how you can fix it. And he's no longer calling her, you know, little miss fix it. He's not being condescending. He's being very loving and um, protective of her. And he's, he's more concerned about how her father will react to her rather than him. Cause I feel like he's used to men like him treating him like crap. He's used to that, but he does not want that same, I don't know, you know, a behavior to, you know, befall baby. And there's something very beautiful about that. And we'll get to the final scene, but when he talked about, you know, what a great partner she is, not just a dance partner, but um, a life partner. I mean, it, it chokes me up. I love it. I feel like that makes, so the one scene where, you know, she was defending him, saying he didn't steal the wallets. Um, she owns up to it. Like, I, he was in his room the whole night, I know, because I was with him. And, you know, she thinks this is solved it. She's defending she, This is down by, I would, of course, you're going to impress me. I'm a guest at this place. And he finds her. And when they're talking about it, she is walking with him. And 
they see Lisa and her dad and Robin come out and she yanks him down so they don't see it. And it's just like kicking him when he's down. Like he just, he, I don't know, like it just like about the way he looks in that scene and, and the way his voice gets when he responds to her doing that is just heartbreaking. It's like, he's almost thinking like she's, she's one of them. She's going to be another one of these married ladies that breaks my heart. And I mean, that is a heartbreaking scene because you, you see, you know, he said, I don't see you running and telling your daddy that I'm your guy. He's, he's probably never felt that either because, you know, when she, you know, she jokingly asks him, you know, have you had many women? And he, he takes offense to it understandably because he's like, no, you don't understand. It's not like that. I I didn't uh-huh. care about any of those women and they were using me and it was very hurtful. And I mean, I'm sure, you know, 16, 17, 18 year old, you know, Johnny Castle, you know, had a high school girlfriend or, you know, him and Penny dated when yeah. they were kids. But I think what they're both feeling for each other in that scene and throughout the movie is just a feeling they have never known. Given that, I have some thoughts as to what life brought for our beloved baby and Johnny. Oh, okay. It has been established that she will start Mount Holyoke in the fall. Yes. Google tells me that Mount Holyoke is about three hours away from New York City. And the reason Mm -hmm. I think that is significant is because once the Kellerman's deal goes south, I think Baby has given Johnny enough self-confidence and inspiration that maybe he moves to New York City and either becomes a choreographer or stars in a Broadway musical. Oh, absolutely. I can definitely see that career trajectory for Johnny. She wants to go into the Peace Corps, and she wants to major in economics of developing countries. Yes. I like that they say developing and not like, because the traditional term for that was like third world, which is actually really offensive, but she's even at 87 is saying developing countries. That, that was, that was a really nice detail. I think what happens and earlier i mentioned that she is one of our first boomers i think she goes to mount holyoke she goes into the peace corps she majors in economics of developing countries she does all of that with the best of intentions but uh like many in her generation somewhere along the way she loses those values i fully agree with that i think she is very easily disillusioned when she sees it's not going to be the fix. Like if I believe in this and I want this bad enough, then everybody else must too. No, not it works. Vietnam is going to profoundly change her. And I think what's going to happen is Johnny picks up the values that she loses Yes. He goes to Broadway. He he builds some sort of career as a choreographer, as you know, and he's very successful at it. But he does it with the integrity that he learned from Baby, that bravery, that intensity yes. that Baby taught him. My verdict: Do these two make it? 
I don't think so. So let's hear your thoughts, Courtney. So I have, I mean, similar to that. Um, I think she, I mean, she just becomes disillusioned as the book progresses. Um, she's just not knowing what to do with herself. She's kind of floating and, you know, she's still in contact with Johnny. He's in New York. He's living his best life. He is kind of become everything she hoped to become. And she's still, you know, she'll visit him. She's in town visiting some college friends and they'll, you know, hook up from time to time. Mm -hmm. And I feel like what's going to happen is that she develops resentment for him because he has succeeded. He has what she used to have. Yeah. And he's making it, even though it's like, you know, a completely different field from what she wanted to go into. Mm -hmm. And then in turn, he sees that she has become, you know, he, she's no longer this kind of paragon of virtue that he has looked to, to determine his own values, his own sense of self-worth. And I think it just, like, she's become almost bitter. And he's at a place in his life where he just doesn't need that. He likes the path he's on. He wants to do it. So I, yeah. They they absolutely don't stay together. I mean, do, do they, you know, are, are there some one nights here and there? Yes, but ultimately, no. I think it ends badly. Well, there you have it, folks. Courtney and I have definitively decided once and for all, canonically, uh, Johnny and Baby do not make it. <laughs> they do not. <laughs> and... It is our sincere hope that you have enjoyed this first episode of Real Relationships. And we're going to have a lot of fun with this. It's not always going to be romantic comedies or chick flicks. We're going to have a variety of movies. And what we're going to do is look at the central relationship or the main relationship of a movie. Sometimes there's going to be additional relationships, but we're going to keep it fun. Uh, anything you want to add, Courtney? Um, I think that it'll be interesting to see at which point we differ in our opinions. Yes, absolutely. Obviously, dirty dancing, yes. Absolutely. Realistically, it's not happening. Yeah. But we'll come up <laughs> where we have differing opinions on if they made it. And I think that will have like just a very interesting conversation that goes along with it. Agree a thousand percent. All right, Courtney, do you want to find out what we're watching next? I do. All right, I do. let's see what the Wheel of Names has in store for us. <gasps> oh, Courtney, 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 yes. another 80s classic. Folks, we are going to be watching and then discussing Say Anything, the 1980s classic between Lloyd and Diane. And I definitely have some thoughts on where these two kids end up. Oh, my God. Oh. It's, it's iconic. Every I don't want to overuse that word. John Cusack and Ione Sky. just it's. It's going to be so much fun. I can't wait. So stay tuned uh, next week. Courtney, I want to tell you something. I've had the time Absolutely. of my life. You know, I have uh, as well. And all I right. Well, you. we are going to be signing off. And until next time, take care of your real relationships. <laughs>
Bye. Bye.